Hey there, everyone. My name is Preston Cox, and welcome to the pilot episode of the Young Church Leaders Podcast. This is a show for young leaders, especially those in the millennial generation, about the things we're learning and experiencing as we grow into primary leadership roles in the church today. Welcome to the journey. Let's get going. I wanted to start this podcast because I've heard lots of people talking about the millennial generation as they relate to the church. There's just so much going on, and there's a lot of doom and gloom about my generation. I'm 28 years old at the time of this podcast, but uh, you know, there's also a lot of hope. There's lots of good things out there about our generation. But the thing that matter is, uh, I realized there were a lot of voices talking about us as millennials and talking to us as millennials. But, you know, there's just not a lot of voices talking from us. And so, you know, I just wanted to add my voice to the conversation, uh, get some things out there that I'm learning, some things that maybe you're learning as well, and we can go from there. So I'm hoping that you'll be able to hear from me as a young millennial leader about the positive and negative experiences that I'm having as I grow into a leadership role. And I'm hoping that we can share in this journey together. I want to learn from people. I want to be able to share those experiences with you. So how about this? Let's just start off with me sharing a little bit of my story, kind of what I'm up to and what I've been learning here early on. I serve in what I would describe as a mainline Church of Christ congregation in the northern Austin, Texas metro. We're located in one of the fastest growing counties in the nation uh, and close to a city where there's a huge buzz of spiritual activity happening that I hope I can share about in the future. There's some really cool stuff happening in Austin. My role has a couple of different functions. First of all, I oversee the planning and the execution of our Sunday morning services. I work as the primary worship leader, which in my context means leading several teams of people who help lead our worship, uh, as well as overseeing the programming and the coordination of all Sunday morning worship activities. So I kind of have my hand in a little bit of everything on Sunday morning. My other role is a little bit newer to me. It's uh, the role of executive minister, which is, uh, like I said, relatively new. I've been started this job about six months ago uh, at the time of this recording or so. And it's in this role that I oversee our ministry and our office staff. I work closely with church operations. I serve as a sort of liaison between our eldership, or for some of you, that'd be the board, helping bridge their responsibilities with that of the ministry staff to help them better shepherd and lead the church. And I have to say, it's been really cool leading as a young leader in my congregation. As I mentioned a little bit a second ago, uh, you know, I'm 28 years old. I'm by far the youngest member on our staff up until recently. <laughs> we just hired a new youth minister uh, that's quite a bit younger than me, thank goodness. And so I'm no longer the baby. But, you know, I've only been in this role for a little over three years. In that short time, though, I've really grown as a person and as a leader. Also, this is my first full-time church leadership role in my career. You know, I have a degree in biblical interpretation and in ministry, and I did a few years away from vocational ministry in the music industry. Uh, but after that time, I made my way back to professional ministry and have started in this job and have been here for three and a half years now. And I don't mean this to be braggadocious, but rather I just want to set up my story for later shows. I was one of those promising scholars in my class. I graduated with honors. I was pretty well decorated coming out of college. Uh, I 
was hoping that I was going to be rocking a preaching job right off the bat. I had really high ambitions to be this kind of superstar minister, and uh, you know that's kind of where the problems start, I guess. You know, so I started looking for work. I uh, found out that there's not a lot of big time churches with marquee jobs <laughs> uh, that want a young gun straight out of Bible college with no experience preacher. You know, I was I was a little offended. I mean, I had professors that were offering to write really good recommendations. I had a really good track record with ministry, interning nearly every year I was in school, even in the summers. I thought I was ready to take on the world, but uh, no one else thought so at the time, which hurts. There's some things about that that really do something to your ego. Uh, And now in some retrospect, I think that God was really working on me, but we can share that another time. So in haste, I took a job in the music industry with a good friend of mine from high school, which set me on this collision course of learning how to listen to God and listen well. I spent some time in the West Texas town of Abilene, Texas, and I call that time in my uh, West Texas wanderings in the music industry my desert wanderings. You know, it wasn't a bad time for me. Uh, but it was pretty difficult, uh, to say the least. I had to pick up another job at, of all places, a nursing home as an activities assistant. And if you don't know what an activities assistant is, let me just kind of tell you what it is. The way that I explain it to everybody is I did summer camp for senior adults, basically, all the time. You know, bingo, baking, I did art, I played music. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun, uh, and uh, I learned a lot there. I really liked doing it, but down in my soul, I was bleeding out because I just didn't know what I was doing there. Uh, I knew that what I was doing was not what God had created me to do, but I know that God had put me in this position, if that makes any sense. I needed to learn. I needed to spend time uh, in a wandering, in a desert, to get perspective, to learn what God is doing. I think he was using that time in my West Texas wanderings in my desert to build me up. He was training me. The Bible talks about the desert as a place people go to learn to love God and to love him alone. But uh, you don't realize it in the desert. You know, when you're there, when you're hungry, when you're needing water, you don't realize those things. Instead, we just piss and moan about how we aren't where we should be, and we keep thinking about the future. And I just imagine God laughing at us as he sees us, and he goes, you're exactly where I need you to be. (laughs) And so in my desert, in working in a nursing home with Alzheimer's patients, working in a studio where I was happy but not really happy, and living in a town where, you know, I, I, I didn't really love the city I was in, I had to learn to be patient and to be uh, looking for God and listening for God. So, I don't know, maybe you're a young leader today and you're struggling because God has you in a desert somewhere. After uh, the Israelites had come out of Egypt, your attitude may be like theirs, you know. Uh, why did you bring us out here, God? Are you, are you trying to kill us? Do you want us to die? And you just want to push through it. You want to get to 
to the next thing, to the promised land. You want to get through the mess. You're getting sick of waiting on God to work. But, you know, on, on this side of the desert, let me just say that I'm a better person. I'm a better minister. I'm a better uh, husband because of what that desert wandering did to me. Uh, it sucked. It was awful. But y'all, it's part of my story. It's it's part of who I am, and it's part of what made me a leader. It's truly why I am who I am. So uh, with that in mind, uh, I'm not far removed from the desert. So if you are there, if, if you're in a professional desert, uh, let me just give you these words of encouragement. As my brothers and sisters in leadership, don't rush through the desert. Follow God's leading. That's what the Israelites did. They just followed that cloud and, and, and headed towards the promised land. I can tell you that God is not going to leave you in the desert alone. And trust me, guys, you're going to be better for it. So that's this week's lesson. Be strong in the desert. Be patient. Wait for what God's doing. I hope you're blessed by this podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.